You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought from Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Hi, thanks for listening to Hold That Thought. In our last podcast, we heard from Fiona Marshall, professor of archaeology at Washington University in St. Louis, about the ancient origins of agriculture. In today's episode, we'll hear from Dr. Marshall again, this time about donkeys. In an ongoing research project, Marshall studies the wild ancestors of donkeys. We'll hear shortly about the specifics of the research and about why donkeys are such an important animal for farms around the world still today. But first, let's hear about why this type of research in general is an important issue for modern agriculture. So this is a field that has always been recognized as being one of the most fundamental things to affect humankind on a par with the development of upright walking or development of language. Agriculture and its different forms like pastoralism or, or mobile dependence on animals has completely changed the way that humans relate to the world around them. In the last 20 years, it's been a very exciting field of study because new genetic research is really complementing archaeological research in this field. And together, the fields of genetics and archaeology, and sometimes ancient DNA within archaeology, as well as the study of modern plants and animals together, are really driving the field in a new and exciting direction. Uh, And that is good because, as it turns out, you always hear about loss of biodiversity among um, wild animals or wild plants, but we are losing agricultural biodiversity at an unprecedented rate, roughly one animal breed a month. And it was only five years ago that the FAO, the Food and Agriculture Organization Worldwide, started really monitoring this. And what this means is that we're losing humanly created breeds of animals, for example, that have been adapted to work under particular environmental conditions over the long term, and that includes disease conditions as well as rainfall and so on, at a time when we're seeing quite rapidly changing and unpredictable climatic situations. And so we are essentially losing a tool that will support us as we go forward. And for this reason, there's a great pressure for new research to better understand the treasure that we have resulting from 10,000 years of agriculture. Now we get to the part about the donkeys. In our first podcast with Marshall earlier this week, She described how the domestication of donkeys drastically changed the lives of people in Africa some 4,000 years ago. But in many parts of the world, donkeys are still an important tool for agriculture. Only about 12 large animals were ever domesticated, and of all of these, uh, the least studied is the donkey. This is for for a number of reasons. Uh, it, It appears that it simply 
it wasn't an animal that was eaten widely for meat. But I think the main reason that donkeys have not been well studied is that they're in recent centuries have been the animals of poor people, people living in remote and mountainous areas. Despite this, they are considered important animals to large numbers of people in many parts of the world. For farming, even today, donkeys are still used intensively for transport. So for instance, Certainly in Egypt, you see the images of small-scale farmers moving all of their crops, all of their water, by donkeys. So really, small-scale farmers can't farm without donkeys if they don't have pickup trucks. You do see motorbikes and some of these tuk-tuks, the three-wheeled vehicles, now starting to supplant donkeys in a number of places. But they are essential transport in in a lot of parts of the world. Donkeys have belonged so much to the informal sector of agriculture that they, they have never been a part of major development plans. It's clear that more attention in terms of agricultural planning and development planning needs to be paid to maintain the useful function that they perform. Uh, And so, for instance, when roads are put in, in many areas of the world, people pay attention to sidewalks. Uh, But FAO and the development banks and so on have never required that there should be lanes for donkey carts in urban or rural environments. So in some places, donkeys then were banned from the main roads once you put in big new roads, which meant that the rural agricultural populations simply couldn't transport their crops in the in the way that they were used and they didn't have money for vehicles. And it has presented severe problems. There is a group out of the University of Reading that works on small-scale transport that is, is focusing particularly on this problem, which also pertains to rickshaws and a variety of kinds of very small wheel transportation. So now we get into the heart of the research. What are Marshall and her colleagues doing to study the domestication of the donkey, and what have they learned so far? It's not been that easy to study the domestication of the donkey in terms of mechanisms because the wild ancestor is critically endangered. So the African wild ass is one of the most endangered large wild mammals. There are maybe only 400 left in the wild. The St. Louis Zoo has been extremely active in conservation of endangered equids, And I have been fortunate to work together with Dr. Sherry Asa on a project studying the African wild ass in captivity. Zoos need to know how the behavior of the animal integrates with a captive setting in order to encourage breeding and encourage well-being of the animals in the long term in order to try and prevent these beautiful animals from going extinct. So the study at the zoo is the first quantitative study of the behavior of the African wild ass ever conducted. And what we have learned from that is that they are not social animals. They, in the wild, exist mainly only as individual males that hold territory near springs, near water, or as groups of females and one or two young. And you don't find them in herds. What this means is actually the wild asses don't fit a profile of an animal that's likely to be a successful domesticate. Uh, Darwin's cousin Galton pointed that out in the 1800s, that herd animals were likely to be the best domesticates, those with a dominance hierarchy, so humans can slip in at the top and exert their authority on the rest of the herd. And this may in part explain why donkeys have the reputation for being stubborn and difficult to manage, 
because they they just don't naturally live in social groups. They don't naturally follow a leader. They do naturally stay in their territories and in some cases defend them. And so for many reasons, I think that uh, donkeys have not been very far selected from their wild ancestor. And as a result, their behavior is much different uh, than other domestic animals. So it's, it's likely that we can understand a great deal about the behavior and management um, of modern transport animals when we better understand the behavior of their wild ancestors. Many thanks to Fiona Marshall for contributing to Hold That Thought. You can find the first part of our conversation, as well as other topics to explore, at thought.artsci.wustl.edu. That's thought.artsci.wustl.edu.